We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spry Space podcast. I'm Lacey, and today I'm going to talk about leading a remote team. A lot of us who are social media managers, we aren't on site necessarily with all of the businesses or organizations or brands that we manage social media for. So how do you lead a team if you're not all together in the same place? Also, a lot of people are working remote now. This is this is a thing, okay? Remote working is becoming very, very popular. And I want to be able to speak to those of us who are doing social media management and perhaps running our teams remotely from our homes, Okay, so let's start with a couple of things that you can do to lead a team. Let's say, for instance, you're a social media manager and you're responsible for putting content out on social media channels. Your team might consist of employees at the location that your organization, your brand, your store is at. It might include management, anybody who needs to be involved in content decision-making. That's the team that you might be leading. Okay. So let's talk about how you lead a remote team. First of all, you've got to start out with having a weekly meeting. And I recommend those weekly meetings being video chat meetings. I'm not talking about a large working meeting where you're all trying to get a lot done. I'm talking about a 30-minute check-in, a very short meeting where you can all get on the same page together together. I recommend doing these on a Monday because that lets you get focused for the week. Everybody knows what their jobs are. Everybody knows what their responsibilities are. Really, everybody has an opportunity to communicate the support that they need from the rest of the team. Okay. So an all-team weekly video chat meeting. And why does it have to be video? Video is an important way to meet when you're remote because it gives you the opportunity to look people in the face. And the information that you can get from a team member by looking at their facial expressions and their body language will give you so much more data than if you're just instant messaging or on the phone. And there's a place for that type of communication. But once a week, having your team on video chat so that you can get a pulse for the team is very, very important. But big things on those weekly meetings is keep them short and to the point if you're going to have a good weekly video chat meeting. The second thing you can do if you're leading a remote team is learn the team's communication styles. It's your responsibility to flex and bend for the people on your team, not their responsibility to flex and bend for you, okay? So if you can learn how each person on your team prefers to communicate. Perhaps there are some people on the team who really need to video chat in order to have a good conversation. There are some people on your team who perhaps enjoy uh, talking on the phone and maybe they drive a lot. And so talking on the phone while driving is a really good way for the two of you to meet and communicate. And maybe there's other people on your team who work really, really well, just instant messaging back and forth, whether you're doing that through text messaging or you're doing it on, I don't know how many of you have 
have like a, a Slack channel or a Google Hangouts channel, basically like a digital communication tool for your team, an internal communication tool, they're very, very helpful. So using something like Slack, some people can just message back and forth and that's a completely all right way for them to communicate. And so I know on my team alone, I've got people who prefer each individual style and I try to bend and flex in order to make sure that they are the most comfortable when they're communicating to me so that we can be the most efficient in the work that we're getting done. Okay, the third thing on the list is welcoming family interruptions, okay? When people are working remotely and are not all together, they are often around their family, okay? That might mean children, that might mean pets, it might mean parents even. And when you end up having a a cameo, if you will, of a pet, a parent, a child in your meeting, the most uncomfortable thing that can happen is if you feel embarrassed or judged because you have, you know, this member of your family or this part of your home showing up during your work call. So what can you do? The best thing you can do as a leader or even just as a teammate is welcome those kinds of interruptions. Imagine if the roles are switched. If the roles are switched and one of your family members, your pets, you know, something comes in from your home that interrupts your work meeting, how would you want somebody to respond to you? What I have found to work really, really well is to welcome, like really recognize and welcome the family interruptions that happen. So a child walks into the room and gets on screen. Oh my gosh. Hello. What's your name? It's so nice to meet you. When we engage those family members who are interrupting, we are helping our team to feel comfortable in the space that they're in. And comfort is actually one of the things that I have found to get people to do their best work and be the most loyal to an organization, a brand, a team. If they feel like they are accepted in their wholeness, then they're going to do their best work for your team. So accept people in their wholeness. If they are in their home environment and something from their home environment comes into your communication, welcome it openly um, and you're going to get more out of your team in the long run. Okay. The next thing is understanding that there is going to be odd working hours. When you've got a remote team or if you're working remotely with your marketing team, there's not a normal nine to five, okay? It just doesn't work that way. You don't come into your office and have your lunch break and then go home at the end of the day. It just doesn't work that way. So you have to understand that some people are going to be working very early in the morning. Some people are going to be working late into the evening. Some people are going to be working two hour pockets with breaks in between. You can't expect people to be able to communicate exactly when you need them to. You've got to be patient and you've got to be mindful of each person's working hours. One thing that my team and I do too, which I didn't put on our list here, but I think is an important one to include, even just as a subset, is every day in our internal communication tool in Slack, everybody drops in and just says, hey, here's what I'm going to be working on today. Here's the hours that I'm going to be working. And then if it has to flex or change, we usually update each other in one of those general threads so that everybody knows and is not expecting someone to be somewhere when they're not going to be there. But again, 
when you have a team who is not working all together at an office, respect that they know their own working habits well enough to put themselves in their work hat, their work chair, whatever, when it's best for them. If you give them the ability to learn their own styles, their own work habits, their own patterns, they're going to perform better for you than if you're trying to fit them into one pattern that you think is best. Because you know what? You're probably wrong. Okay. You can't say what's going to work best for everybody, even in a small team. So giving people the freedom to work when they want to work makes them again, more efficient, more loyal and do their best work. Okay. The next thing I have on our list is to promote self-care. What does that look like? Let's say that someone is worked very late into the evening. You saw that they were messaging late into the evening. You see that they turned things in late into the evening. That's the hours that works great for them. Good. But perhaps you see them checking in again early in the morning. It's your job as a good team member or a good leader to look and say, Hey, make sure that you are taking a break today. You know, I see that you were up late I want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Go have a great lunch, have a great walk. Sometimes people on my team will come to me and be like, Hey, Lacey, I'm going to go for a couple hours. I need to go take a walk. I will always, always promote that. People know themselves the best and it's not easy to ask for what you need all of the time. So when someone comes to me and says, this is what I need, I'm going to go do this. I applaud them. Thank you so much. That is such a great idea. Go out there, take as much time as you need. Let me know if you need anything. One of the best ways that you can promote self-care is by actually caring for yourself too. If you stayed up late working, you be the first one to say, hey, I'm really exhausted today. I need to take a break. I'm going to take most of the day off. You be the example that you're coming in and saying, hey, I haven't eaten a good meal yet today. I need to take some time and I need to go do this. Be the example. And that's one of the best ways to promote your employees, your team doing the same with themselves. And again, If you're going to get the best work out of anybody, it's going to be somebody who has cared for themselves, who has listened to themselves, who has eaten, who has exercised, and who is feeling good and ready to work. Okay. The last thing that I have on my list is to be vulnerable with your team. Life, I don't know, maybe it's not like this for everybody. I think it is. Life is not easy. When I was younger, I think I thought that when you were an adult, everything just became easier, but that's like so wrong. Everybody seems to be going through something all the time. Okay. And so I choose to make it a habit to show up honestly in the meetings that I am a part of. So I will often start a meeting saying, Hey, I'm not feeling good today. I'm really angry. Something happened and I'm just feeling grumpy. So if you see anything coming from me, that's why. I will choose to be vulnerable first because I think it gives everybody else in a team permission to be vulnerable as well. Perhaps I have deadlines that I was supposed to meet that I wasn't able to meet. That might be the first thing that I communicate to. You know, I'm I'm really stressed. I'm frustrated because I was supposed to get this done and I didn't do it yet. And 
What's interesting is some people feel worried and self-conscious about sharing those kind of vulnerabilities. And what ends up happening is when you hold those vulnerabilities within yourself, you isolate yourself more and more and more, and you become more and more siloed, and you end up having more and more to take on all by yourself. But what's really interesting is that when you show up and you are vulnerable and say, here's what I'm struggling with, this really amazing thing happens where a team will rally and provide support, perhaps support that you didn't even know you needed. And you wouldn't have ever gotten that support if you weren't vulnerable enough to share the inadequacies that you were feeling or the struggles that you were having. So being vulnerable and allowing your team to be vulnerable as well, again, is just another way for people to be accepted in their wholeness. And when they can show up in their wholeness, they're going to be able to provide a much better product for you, a much better product for your customers or for your team, for your company, whatever it is that you're in charge of. Okay, I think I got through it all. So at the end of every Spryspace podcast episode, we like to talk about where we've been working lately. My kids, like many people's kids, have been home from school lately, right? And so something fun that I had them do is I had them spray paint this rocking chair that had been sitting outside in my backyard. Why was there a rocking chair outside in the backyard? I don't know. That's not important to the story. It's been sitting out there and I had them spray paint it and it's so cute. And so I've actually been sitting outside under an umbrella with my computer in the rocking chair while my kids have been playing in the backyard. And that's how I've been doing the majority of my work lately. And I imagine that that's going to be a scene that is going to be replicated over and over and over again all through the summer. I think it's quite cute. I really do. I mean, come on, how much better can it be to be sitting out in a rocking chair like in the sunshine while your kids are laughing and playing? Well, I guess it probably would be better if they were only laughing and playing because a lot of the times they're arguing because they're children. But I guess I better find a way to have them show up in their wholeness too and try to accept that. We'll see. That's for that's for another podcast. All right. If you enjoyed uh, listening to this content, we have a blog post about this up on our website. So you can go to thinkspry.com slash resources. And the title of this one is Leading Your Newly Remote Team. And of course, we also have our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at ThinkSpry. You can look up Spry Social Media Marketing on LinkedIn. We, of course, also have our Facebook group, Spry Space. If you look for that, we have a, a community of people who all manage social media accounts, who we go there for support, for troubleshooting, for collaboration. And so we would love to see you in there as well. All right. We hope you all have a great day. Show up in your wholeness. Uh, allow for people on your team to do the same. And you're, you're going to win. Okay. I know you can do it. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.